Thanks to Harry's for supporting this episode of Market Foolery. Get your free trial set, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, and shave gel. Just go to Harry's.com/fool. It's Monday, May 22nd. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio today from Stock Advisor Canada, Taylor Muckerman. Happy Monday. You too. Thanks a lot. It's good. It's good to be here. It is. It's good to be in the studio, as opposed to the downpour outside. And they got the AC fix in here. So. I, yes. You know what? Kudos to our man behind the glass, Dan Boyd, for um, leading the charge. Leading the charge. It, look, it's an audio podcast. Listeners don't care what our condition, nor should they care. And we know from getting email from our listeners, depending on where they are and what they're doing, some of them are, whatever is the temperature in our studio, whatever is the weather in the greater DC area, some people got it better and some got it worse. No bearing on their life. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, hey, man, I'm, I'm milking cows in northern <laughs> Minnesota, as one of our listeners does. It's like, you know, you know, in the middle of winter while I listen to you. So I don't want to hear about how cold it is where you are. Fair enough. That's totally fair. Um, we're going to dip into the full mailbag. We got to start with the, the little bit of news that the news ferry dropped off, which is that Ford Motor CEO Mark Fields is out. I was surprised by this news. Um, I don't know if Mark Fields was surprised by this news. Um, he's out and taking his place is uh, Jim Hackett, mm-hmm. who is relatively new to the company, I believe. He, 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 however, was heading up the autonomous driving initiative that Ford Motor uh, was undertaking. Yeah, I guess that gives him one check in the box of uh, planning for the future, but a little surprising to me as well, based on his limited background. Uh, both technologically and in the automotive space. So yeah, because he comes from a like a, a furniture an company? office furniture company, Steelcase. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and he, he Mark Fields, fifty six. He's sixty two. So they're moving up the age ladder and further away from the automotive space and technological space. So a little confusing to me on that on, in that regard. So there are a couple of confusing things about this, and one, and this is I think important for listeners to understand. And this goes way beyond Ford Motor. Mm-hmm. Mark Fields was unanimously perceived as the right choice to take over for Alan Mulally. When Alan Mulally had ended his successful run as CEO at Ford Motor, everyone before the announcement and certainly after the announcement said, "Oh yeah, Mark Fields. That mm-hmm. is, to, he is." He is absolutely the guy to lead this company. So the fact that three years later he's out the door is kind of surprising. I get that Ford Motor stock is down over that time. Yep. Um, I don't know what, and there's really no way of knowing this, but I, I kind of feel like whether Mark Fields is CEO for the next 12 months or Jim Hackett is CEO for the next 12 mm-hmm. months. Uh, the stock's going to do what it's going to do. Yeah, I think that this was kind of just a way to keep their name relevant in the autonomous car space. Oh, we're going to promote our leader of autonomous cars. I don't know if it was necessarily had anything to do with what Mark Fields was doing as the head of the company. Um, they've been spending some money in in this space, but they haven't made any partnerships like General Motors has with Lyft. Other car companies are working with Google's Waymo, uh, like Honda and uh, Fiat, I believe. So there are companies out there trying to get into this space by partnering with the technology manufacturers and the software manufacturers. Um, Ford just didn't seem to be doing that. So I think this might just be a reach to try and keep their name relevant in the autonomous phase, uh, new sphere. 
And and if they're going to back it up with action, yeah, I don't know Jim Hackett, but if he walks into the corner office and he's got a mandate to make whatever changes he wants, mm-hmm. and to go to the board and say, you know what, here's here's my vision. Forget the next twelve months. Here's my vision for the next ten years, mm-hmm. and let me play my cards. And that means that the next one to three years are going to be pretty painful, but it does mean that in ten years, we're going to be far ahead of General Motors, Toyota, you know, any other traditional automaker. Well, yeah, autonomous driving is definitely a ten-year venture. I mean, you look at. The transformation from the horse to the car, the horse and buggy to the car, took about twenty to thirty-five years to to complete that cycle. So we're still very early stages of autonomous driving. So you look for this to take at least another ten to twenty in order for it to come full circle. And uh, I don't know if he's going to be in this job for twenty more years, given that he's already sixty-two. But at least they need to give him some leeway to get the ball rolling. If they plan on spending a billion dollars on autonomous vehicles. This year uh, and four and a half billion on electric vehicles this year. So let's see if he can. That was before he took this position. So maybe they they revamp the budget a little bit and add some more some more dollars to that R and D arm and uh, try and figure something out. Or maybe like you said, announce some partnerships like like the competition has. Again, regardless of the automotive industry, whatever stocks you own, whatever companies you are a part owner mm-hmm. of, this is. A prime example of why CEO succession is so hard to pull off. Sure, because there was there was there was no dissent. There was no one when Mark Fields took over. They were saying, eh, "I think I don't think he's up for this." Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I saw an interesting tweet today about about whether or not it's going to be the actual car manufacturers that make a lot of money from autonomous driving, or if it's the software and technology and and hardware companies that make autonomous driving possible. That are going to make all this money, and uh, and that's kind of what you've been seeing with a lot of the sensor manufacturers and uh, BlackBerry. Even stock has been surging on you know deals that it's been making with car manufacturers to to provide security for autonomous driving and, and networked transportation. So um, it's it's a wide field here who's going to who's going to profit off of this, and Ford's trying to get a piece. You can email us. Our email address is marketfoolery at fool from Michael Carr in Nevada. I think it's Nevada. It's the 702. That's Nevada. Uh, Michael <laughs> writes, you said Walmart produces $20 billion of free cash flow every year. Is there any chance in your mind that they would reach out to buy Mercado Libre? I would think Amazon might, but they seem to prefer to compete rather than buy. He is right about that. Mm-hmm. Not that Amazon doesn't make acquisitions, but the acquisitions they tend to make are more along the lines of this is an acquisition that is going to further. You know, I forget the name of the company, but they had bought that company that essentially had robots working in. Oh, Akiva Robots. That was Kiva, a, year, yeah. a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's an interesting question, and and not out of the realm of possibility when you think back to a year ago when Walmart bought Jet.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a big purchase, and it's certainly I think three point three billion dollars, and they kept the CEO of Jet.com on board to lead their e-commerce division, and you see e-commerce sales up sixty nine percent. So um, obviously Mercado Libre, an e-commerce company in in Latin America. And uh, doing very well, uh, despite some of the the political issues that they've encountered, uh, not directly with them, just in general, uh, with Brazil being the latest instance of that and the stock selling off last week. Um, Mercado Libre is 
market cap a little over 12 billion right now so the certainly the cash is there with the 20 billion in free cash flow but um, I think when you look at Walmart in the US and in Europe they still have to worry about Amazon first and foremost so I think that they got their head on their shoulders uh, driving that growth in e-commerce but they're still they're still far behind uh, not necessarily as far but I think they I think they need to keep their concentration um, on their biggest markets and then perhaps, entertain the idea of spending some of that on a big splash. Certainly put it to use to continue doing what they've been doing here domestically. Um, and no no slight on Mercado Libre because it's a great company, well loved here at the Fool. Oh, absolutely. No, I, I I agree with all of that. I think that particularly in the wake of the results that Walmart put up last week where online sales up 63%, I think if you are a shareholder in that company, you want to see a few more quarters like that, mm-hmm. and and I mean, you mentioned the market cap of Mercado Libre, twelve billion. Let's say there's a, let's say they're paying a premium, so it's sixteen billion. That's you know, that's it would be, it in some ways it would be very smart of them sure. to buy Mercado Libre. On the other hand, I think that. If I were a shareholder of Walmart and they were prepared to spend 16 billion just on e-commerce, I would want to see them further invest. They've already, you know, the Jet.com one was big. They bought um, a niche uh, retailer, Moose Jaw. You know, I could see them. Yeah, maybe, all, that's outdoor gear. And yeah, yep. maybe pick off a couple more sort of small niche. Feel like you can own some some smaller segments so, and not shell out at sixteen billion dollars or whatever it would, uh, whatever it would take. And that's not even in their home market. So right. it, yeah, it wouldn't even have some of the overlap that you might have in terms of uh, overhead cost savings in that regard. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. And to think about growing online sales by 69%, and then have total sales only grow by 1.1.4%, still some work to be done here yeah. company wide. Uh, before we move on, gotta say thanks to Harry's for sponsoring this episode of Market Foolery. Harry's is so confident you're gonna love their blades. They're gonna give you their trial set for free. You just cover three dollars in shipping. I shaved this morning with my Harry's stuff. I love <laughs> Looking Harry's. Looking good. I've been Looking a cu- sharp. I've, I love Harry's. I've been a customer for years. You get a free trial set uh, for just $3 in shipping. And here's where you get a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Uh, Father's Day coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little something uh, you could get for, for the father in your life. Because uh, let's face it, uh, most guys once they go to shaving, they're not changing up. They're not changing up their game, and this is a great opportunity to just you know try something new for crying out loud. <laughs> also, you have one face. Just take care of take your face. Take care of it. Just yeah. take care of your face. Spend a little money on your face. Stop messing around, and get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. It's a thirteen dollar value for free. You just cover the shipping. Um, so get the free trial set, including razor handle, five blade cartridge, shave gel. Go to Harry's.com/fool right now. That's Harry's.com/fool. Um, couple things before we wrap up today. Uh, first, uh, Motley Fool Answers uh, episode, which is coming later this week. Um, Allison Southwick and Robert Brokamp are going to be covering. Well, they're going to be covering you know the world of finance as they do every week in such a great fashion. So it's it's definitely a great episode to check out. They're going to be talking about the headwinds that women face when it comes to saving for retirement, and more importantly, 
uh, what they and their spouses can do uh, to, you know, buttress those headwinds. Yeah. I think I used the word buttress correctly. Um, but also on Motley Fool Answers this week, um, Jason Moser and I took place, uh, t- <laughs> took part, I should say, in a blind taste test of Oreo cookies. That, well, yeah, we were talking about that last week. Yeah, Allison uh, asked if we would come on the show and do that, <laughs> so we did that. And uh, I got to say, it was uh, it was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. How many how many Oreos did, were you go, I, were you going I, through? I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, okay, I, I will I will just say this though. I just say this. I said to Allison when she asked me, I said, "What do you you know?" She had sent me a little note on Slack and was just like, "Hey, what about?" And so I walked over to her desk. I said, "What do you want to do?" And she explained it to me. And I said, "Here's the thing." And and I said, "What flavors are there?" She said, "I'm not going to tell you what the flavors <laughs> are." Right. I said, "Okay, I will do this under one condition. You have to promise me that one of the that that you're not going to make Peeps Oreos one of the flavors. <laughs> just I, you can go <laughs> with anything principle. else. You can go with anything else. But I just promise me there won't be Peeps Oreos." She said, "Okay." So now you've had them and disliked them, or it's just out of principle you don't you don't you don't believe I, in Peeps I, Oreos. I don't believe in Peeps yeah, Oreos. That's fair. That's, <laughs> I, I could get on board with that. Um, second, I want to say congrats to the Motley Fool Ragnar Relay team, which includes Christine Hargis, one of the hosts at Industry Focus. Mm-hmm. For those unfamiliar, the Ragnar Relay is a 200-mile relay race, and uh, there were 12 people on the team, and they were doing the, and they knocked this thing out 200 miles in just over 24 hours. Impressive, very impressive, and they put uh, a beat down on the corporate competition by like yes, two hours. Yes, they they won the corporate division. They finished fourth or fifth overall, something like that. So, yeah, just fantastic. And this was up in Canada. Mm-hmm. They they started in uh, I think they started in Toronto and and ended up at Niagara Falls. That's right, yeah. And uh, and just crushed it. And again, this is, uh, I mean, they're passing a baton in the middle of the night. Every once in a while, you know, it's like, hey, someone because they've done the Ragnar before, uh-huh. and there's one here in the D.C. area, and there have been a couple of times where it's like, hey, so and so dropped, you know, had to drop out for a family emergency. Would you? And they asked me, run an extra leg, and I'm like, no. Oh no, just be the race. Yeah, yeah will you, sure will you take this yeah. person's spot? I'm like, no, no, I'm not, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna uh, <laughs> run ten miles and then sit in a cramped van until your next turn. Yeah, yeah. until until it's your turn to run five miles. Um, yeah, and I just think um, I'll root for you, but no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna help you. Um, Marketfoolery at fool.com is our email address. Drop us an email with more questions, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully take them if we can. Taylor Muckerman, thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.